With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Frontiers in Learning, a program focused on education and its role in our ever-changing society and our ever-changing economy. Hi, I'm, I'm Chris Shublin. Today, the Hopewell Area School District is front and center and is remaking learning. Joining me is the Assistant Superintendent of Hopewell Schools, Dr. J.C. Maslick, who is heading up a team of educators who are reinventing learning and making it more engaging, and also Mrs. Kylie Babish, who is a classroom teacher here at Hopewell. A little bit later in the program we'll be speaking not only with her but with some of her students as well. Dr. Maslick, first of all, thank you for having me here in Hopewell today and bringing me into the school. Thank you. It's great to have you. Let's talk uh, first of all about some of the things I've been reading about uh, regarding Hopewell and the changing uh, tide in education and we hear these terms makerspace and Ozabots and things like that and I'll ask Mrs. Babish as well but if you will start us off and, and just to define what uh, makerspace is first and foremost. So over the last few years, there's really been a shift in education, I think, from uh, accountability and, and a testing mindset. We're now shifting that over towards a mindset is, that is allowing creativity and collaboration in the classrooms. Um, that's been a real change here in Hopewell as well. We've been working at, at both levels with our teachers and with our students and just providing them with more opportunities to really be innovative in the classroom. Okay. Give me some examples about classroom innovation and what's taking place in the classrooms right now. I think it happens on a couple different levels. Um, one of the things is, is the way our classrooms look. Uh, we have some classrooms that no longer have desks. We have students who want some movement, so they're sitting on yoga balls or they're at standing desks. They're sitting on the floor and collaborating with their peers. That's been a real shift um, across the country, actually, but definitely here in Hopewell. Um, we've also seen some innovation happening in the kinds of programs that we put into our schools. So we have here at the Hopewell Memorial Junior High School, we have a class called Innovate Ed, Innovating Education. And it is a, a compilation of STEAM learning and the maker movement that you spoke of. And it's really taking us back to a very hands-on nature of educating our students. So instead of students sitting in desks in rows and reading from a textbook or listening to a, a, a teacher give a lecture, the kids are searching for things that they want to find out about. They're looking for new and unique materials. They're working with one another on solving problems. Um, so that's been, that's been a real change for us. All right. One of the things that kind of piqued my curiosity, you say STEAM. I've talked to other educators who say STEM. Is there a difference or is it the same thing? I feel like there's a big difference. Um, so STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. And the difference with STEAM is adding the A for the arts. I feel like that piece is critical. Um, we might have, you could probably think of a young person that you know who maybe is very mathematically minded, 
but STEM leaves out those folks who are artistic and be that, you know, visual arts, music, uh, drama, writing, all of those pieces are, I believe, integral components uh, in the integration of STEAM content. And I think that it allows left brain and right brain thinkers to both find their place in school. Dr. Maslick, you mentioned the change of uh, the appearance of classrooms and what happens in the classrooms. And Mrs. Kylie Babish is here with us as well. Uh, Mrs. Babish, tell me about your classroom. I just walked into there and it didn't look like any classroom that I remember from being a student. Now, I was a student back in the caveman days, so it's been a while. But it's, it's a changing educational uh, venue, if you will. Yes, so there really is not a front to my classroom because I'm not in charge all of the time. Uh, my students really lead the way. So you saw lower desk, you saw, when I say desk, tables. You saw uh, regular dining room tables that have been painted because of parent donations or free fines. You saw bouncy balls, uh, exercise balls, yoga balls. You saw stools, you saw places for children to stand up, sit down, and really just have the flexibility of where are you comfortable, make learning happen. So, you know, I remember in the institutional setting that I went to school in, it was basically there were a row of desks, a row of chairs, and it was you sat there and that was it. It's not that way anymore. It is not that way anymore. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. It is find what fits you, where is your best learning happening, just like how we would do it at our home settings or our work settings. I don't come in and sit at my desk every single day. I might sit on the floor to study or do my work or research. So it is just finding what fits you best and not what fits one person doesn't necessarily fit the next. And it's kind of a loose atmosphere. I mean, when I walked in, uh, you know, some of the students were kicked back eating lunch and, and you were having your lunch too, and I apologize for interrupting your lunch today. <laughs> but at the same time, it was a very loose atmosphere, uh, but uh, uh, there was an open line of communications going on just for the brief moment that I stepped in. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you could walk in at any time. I think I had visitors yesterday during silent reading time, and I had a kid in a beach chair laying down <laughs> reading, and then I have a student laying on a yoga ball reading. And as long as they're doing the task, I find that they're more engaged when they choose their own seating. We're going to ask your students a little bit later how they like this, and a few of them are sitting here watching us uh, at a table right now, and they're smiling, so I, I've got a feeling that they like this atmosphere. <laughs> they definitely like it, and then if I ever get any type of monetary donation to me, I involve them in the process. What more do you want to see? Let's go and shop, make budgets. Uh, what type of seating do you want to increase? What kind do you not want? So it's all of their choice and their decision in the learning process of the seating. It's Mrs. Kylie Babish. She uh, a classroom teacher here in Hopewell. And uh, uh, what grade you're, uh, are six. you involved with? Sixth? I'm sixth grade, yes. Okay. Just wanted to get that clear. And of course, uh, Dr. J.C. Maslick is with us, the assist assistant superintendent of Hopewell Schools. Dr. Maslick, where did this learning come from? Where did this type of environment uh, for learning come from? How did it develop? I think it's a real trend right now. Um, anybody involved in social media, you know, whether you're on Twitter, you're looking on Facebook, there are, are lots of educators who are making this shift. Um, some faster and more uh, robust than others, um, but for us here in Hopewell, it's mostly been student-driven 
and exactly what Kylie said. We want our students to be able to say, this is what I enjoy, or here's how I like to work, here's who I like to work with. And we find that when we give them those kinds of choices in the classroom, we're just getting better results from them. They're more motivated to come to school, attendance is high, their, their achievement is soaring uh, because we're giving them some of the ownership over their learning. Is this taking place in every classroom in the school, or is this a select classroom? I wouldn't say it's a select classroom, but I also wouldn't say it's happening in every classroom. Uh, we have a lot of pockets of really innovative teachers uh, like Kylie who are taking this initiative and really running with it. Um, if you walk down the halls, we probably do have classrooms where there are, are folks sitting in rows and that's okay. That's what works best for those students and we're fine with that. We want to make sure that there are choices available to our kids um, and however that might look in a math classroom, in a science lab, in an English language arts room, um, we just want it to be what's based on the students' interests and needs. I could tell that the students like it because they are smiling while we're talking. How do the parents like it? I think it's been different for the parents. Um, again, as you mentioned, traditionally school has been, you know, desks in rows, the lectern at the front, um, the teacher is giving the knowledge. That's really changing. I, I think mostly with the influx of technology, the teacher isn't the one who knows all the answers anymore. Uh, the students are using technology to find answers on their own uh, and be really innovative, creating things on their own. We have students who are creating their own uh, public service announcements. We have students who are creating podcasts about things that they're learning about. They're creating the knowledge, not just consuming it anymore. And I think that's been a, a critical shift in education. Yeah, it truly has. It's a different day in education and a different day in the Hopewell Area School District. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. J.C. Maslick, the Assistant Superintendent of the Hopewell School District, and Mrs. Kylie Babish, one of the classroom teachers here in Hopewell. And we're going to meet some of her students coming up next when Frontiers in Learning continues. We'll be right back. Join everyone's favorite, practically perfect nanny for a high-flying, magical, musical adventure. Mary Poppins kicks off the 2017-2018 Highmark Subscription Series live at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center this October. Step in time and join the fun from October 6th to the 8th. October 13th to the 15th, and October 20th to the 22nd. Take the family for an adventure they're sure not to forget with this live production of Mary Poppins. Don't wait until the last minute as tickets are flying out the door. Call the box office at 724-576-4644, option two, or visit www.lincolnparkarts.org to purchase your tickets today. Welcome back to Frontiers in Learning. I'm Chris Shublin. Today we're in the Hopewell Area School District and uh, we were introduced to Dr. J.C. Maslick earlier. She's the Assistant Superintendent of Schools here in Hopewell. And Mrs. Kylie Babish, of course, is a classroom teacher and she gave us a, a word's eye view of what takes place in her classroom. And since this is radio, we had to count on that. And by the way, you should be on the radio because you gave a very good description. Why, thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> and, you. I and you are on the radio today. Yes, I am. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And I wish we could see these smiling faces, but since it is radio, I, I have to convince our audience that uh, these three are smiling from ear to ear right now because, A, they get uh, an opportunity to do something other than the fact that Dr. Maslick said that 
they're doing their own podcast. Well, this is the old-fashioned radio show, and it will turn into a podcast, and uh, people listen to it at the talk shoe platform. But, um, you know, with that said, they are smiling from ear to ear, so they're going to have to take my words-eye view of that. And I want you to introduce uh, your students to me and tell me a little bit about them. Yes, absolutely. So they are smiling. We get a lot of parent feedback about that, that kids are just happier now. So I know it was World Mental Health Day yesterday, and it's critical that their attendance rates are going to go up and their achievement rates will go up because they're happy that they are expressing their individualities whichever way they want. So I have all sixth graders with me right now. I have them for a variety of subjects. Two of them I had last year as fifth graders as well. So I have Bella Gold, a soccer player on the outside, but super sweet, always ready to help anyone. I have her for three subjects this year. I also have Ella Morelli, another athlete outside of school, comes here, she wants to move, she wants to be popping on that yoga ball all of the time, but not in a distracting way. I had her last year as well as this year. And then I have Ethan Pletcher as well. He was across the hall from me in fifth grade. He's a new student to Hopewell, so he will be a great kind of perspective for you and then I have him this year for a few different subjects. Okay so we have Bella, Ella and Ethan and we're going to talk to them and and Bella we'll start with you first. Tell me about soccer first of all. Okay well in soccer I play cup soccer for Century West and we just came back from a tournament in Maryland. Okay super. Tell me about the classroom setting here and you know, is, is, is this something that uh, you've gotten used to uh, because it is so much different than, than maybe when you started out in kindergarten, first grade, second grade? Uh, it is very different because um, the past years that I didn't have her, um, I think it was, it was harder to learn. But now that we have all this flexible seating, I, it just helps me a lot, and I've gotten used to it. So, Ella, let me step over to you. I'm going to ask you about soccer, too, because you're a soccer player. How's, how's your soccer season going? Good. We just came back from Maryland also, but we were in a different city. Okay. And so I play for FC Pittsburgh. Okay, super. Well, congratulations to both of you on that. Let me talk about the flexible seating with you right now and moving around in the classroom. What, what type of experience has that been for you? Um, for the past years, um, we've had desks and just hard chairs, and it wasn't very comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And now that, um, we have these yoga balls and other type of chairs, it is very fortunate, and... We are glad to have them. Okay. And Mrs. Babbage says you like to bounce around a little bit. So that, that, that yoga ball is a little lighter on the, on the, on the seating arrangements, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Ethan, uh, Mrs. Babbage mentioned that you came from a different school. Uh, tell me about the difference between the school you came from to Hopewell. First of all, Hopewell has better lunches. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yes. At my old school, four out of five days, they would give you tater tots. Okay. And then on the fifth day, they would give you pizza, no matter what they told you on the announcements. Okay. Well, you know, that's an important aspect because, again, making children comfortable it gives them a better learning environment, gives them a better uh, focus on what you're doing in the classroom. Let's uh, tell me about the, the menu here at Hopewell, then. 
Um, it's very, very, it is um, very changeable. It's like one day it could have Salisbury steak, the next day it has like two hot dogs, and then the next day it could have like a chicken roasted chicken dinner. Okay, so that beats tater tots any day, right? It does. Okay, let me talk, uh, talk to you a little bit about the learning experience here and the difference uh, from your classroom setting back, at home, uh, back in your home district or your original district and now here in Hopewell and, and the differences that you're seeing. Well, for the flexible seating here, if you had a problem with a kid, if for Miss Babish's, you can just move away from them and you don't have to like sit with them for the rest of the period and cause like more problems or issues or anything. Um, and if you're like sitting in an area where there is a large group of kids that could be talking too much and you don't want to get in trouble just because you're talk, I mean because you're sitting near them, you can also move away and if they get caught, you will not because even though you weren't doing anything, if you were sitting next to them, you would probably get punished. Okay. And in, um, like at my old school, since we had no changeable seating whatsoever, there was this one person who wrote on the desks and so they suspended the whole entire fifth grade from the recess period for three days until they caught the culprit and then they didn't even catch the culprit because they just gave up. So uh, again, it, it wasn't fair that somebody did something yeah. bad and the whole classroom got punished for it. So yeah. that's not fair. Not conducive to learning either. Ella, uh, tell me uh, about the ability to learn, the ability to soak in more information and the ability to collaborate and work together with your with your classmates. Um, I feel like it's better since we have a more of variety to sit places and work with people and especially now since we have all of these different seats it's actually very helpful to learn and get new experiences with other things and people okay bella how about you you feel the same way yeah i agree with her it's just it's more helpful and easy. You can collaborate with different people and you can just learn better with the seating and everything. And what if you don't want to work with, with somebody at that given moment? Is it okay to just, you know, find a seat where you're more comfortable and work by yourself? Yeah, that's, she, Miss Babish always gives us the opportunity to work with, work by yourself, work with a partner or work with a whole group, so. Okay. You have excellent students, Ms. Babbage. I do. I really, really do. I'm lucky to be here. Well, t tell me uh, about the everyday. I mean, uh, it seems that uh, they have a freedom of movement in your classroom, a freedom of learning. Obviously, there has to be some discipline and there has to be uh, some structure to it. And that's got to be a challenge balancing that, I would imagine, for you. Absolutely, but I really would say that behaviors with flexible seating are minimized uh, because, again, they're more engaged. They're able to sit where they want. They're able to work with who they want, of course, when the activities are there. So any teacher is trained on when an activity permits more flexibility and not. Um, but I use flexible seating this year, for instance. Uh, one day was going over expectations with them. That's it. And they came up with the rules for the flexible seating. They came up with any discipline. And that was one day out of my instruction. And to me, that kind of 
snowballs for the rest of the year because they collaborated that first day. They communicated that first day. They used their creativity for the rules on the first day. And then they thought critically about what can I do just with flexible seating and with everything. They're constantly thinking, should I work with myself? Should I work with another person? Did I work well in this group today versus last week and why? What were the changes there? So again, it's just that flexibility of allowing them. And then for me, the problem behaviors are truly decreased. Okay. And it sounds like they're soaking more information in. Uh, well, I hope so. <laughs> we do do a lot of different projects. Um, right now they're collaborating with over 64 countries on a climate action project. And that is all done collaboratively with me as just a facilitator and I jump in when they really just need organization. Okay. So yeah. It's, we real, it's really interesting. We're going to come back and finish up uh, this edition of Frontiers in Learning. Dr. Maslick will be back with us right after we take a short time out. You're listening to Frontiers in Learning. We'll be back. Do you want to get promoted? Can you be your own boss? Then enroll in Community College of Beaver County's Business Administration or other related programs and in just two years or less be on your way to a great career with skills in management, accounting, marketing, human resources and more. Starting college over or picking up where you left off? They're here to help. Register now for the fall semester. Classes start August 28th. Visit ccbc.edu forward slash business degree to see how you can be worth more every day that you go to work. Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center invites you to join us as we dream bigger during our upcoming 2017-2018 Highmark subscription series. This season includes Mary Poppins, James and the Giant Peach Jr., It's a Wonderful Life, The Nutcracker, The Great Gatsby, Sleeping Beauty, Big Fish, and Ragtime. The eight shows in this year's subscription series will not only bring to life fascinating characters, they will all feature high quality production values, affordable ticket prices, and incredible talent. Whether you choose a subscription package or buy tickets to a single show, your experiences at Lincoln Park are sure to be memorable ones. Call the box office at 724-576-4644, option 2, or visit www.lincolnparkarts.org to purchase your tickets today. Bigger dreams begin at Lincoln Park. Lincoln Learning Solutions is a Beaver County-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower learning communities by providing them with products, strategies, and services aligned with proven educational practices. Lincoln Learning Solutions is the creator of Lincoln Empowered, a comprehensive new pre-K through 12 online curriculum that offers the highest degree of flexibility and personalization possible. Want to learn more? Visit www.lincolnlearningsolutions.org. Frontiers in Learning. I'm Chris Shublin here in the Hopewell Area School District today with Dr. J.C. Maslick and Mrs. Kylie Babish and uh, we're talking about a variety of innovative uh, educational uh, settings, opportunities, uh, a different day for learning. And speaking of learning uh, and, and the remaking of learning, Hopewell was vitally involved in, in remake learning days. Dr. Maslick, if you will, tell me about that and how involved you were. 
So Remake Learning is a network of over 300 organizations, uh, school districts, out-of-school settings, museums, universities, uh, and, and it is really a, a collaborative group that is working to advance creativity and innovation in our schools for our young people of this region. Um, and so every May they dedicate, uh, last year it was two weeks, to what they call Remake Learning Days, and it's an opportunity to showcase things that are happening in all of those organizations. Uh, here in Hopewell, we hosted events at all of our levels so we had uh, an event at our elementary one here at the junior high and one at our high school it was just a great opportunity to invite the community in to see what's happening in, in a lot of our classrooms uh, very much uh, supported by the Grable Foundation who uh, were, were very generous funders to some of the work that we've been doing here in Hopewell tell me about the experience mrs. Babish uh, as far as you're concerned in your classroom so I think it's a network for my classroom plus all of my colleagues to really go and not only showcase what our students are doing, but to learn from other educators. So at the high school, I know that they um, showcased off their C-Perch program and Spheros. In our building, we had everything from a student education camp to chemistry, um, just a different kind of maker project. And then down at the elementary level, it was the grand opening of a brand new maker space. So there were students leading the adults coming in. Um, and it was incredible to see third grade students teaching all of the adults about their space and everything that we've been talking about today, why remaking learning matters to third graders. Mm -hmm. So it was wonderful. And if it matters to third graders, it matters to parents and the members of the community who came in on that tour. Oh, absolutely. And we did get press. The Beaver County Times covered that, so you can look at that. Um, but it definitely matters because, again, they're engaged, they're empowered, they're learning, and they're happy. Wondering how other educators uh, look at what you're doing here in Hopewell. And I realize that uh, uh, there are a lot of innovative ideas here, but I, I know for a fact that the State Education Secretary, uh, Pedro Rivera, actually came through. And some of the students that we talked to earlier, Bella, Ella, and Ethan, uh, were being observed by the Secretary and his staff. So his staff came in the springtime uh, and saw a few different classrooms here at the junior high uh, and one of our the activity that Bella Ella and Ethan did it was kind of a week long leading up to one of our field trips for fifth grade and they were really deep thinking uh, about the goal of sustainability and they were creating a product an invention on how can we be more sustainable so they saw something like that which is total steam learning they were create they were creative they collaborated on these they had pitches there was writing there was math so just an integration of all the subjects is what i showcased for mr riviera's staff um, and there were a few different classrooms but dr masla can speak of that just because i was so involved in my project that day <laughs> and we'll let you do that dr masla so we were lucky enough back in may to have some of um the secretary's staff come and visit. 
that prompted him to join us this past summer. Um, it was a, a, a wonderful, wonderful visit where we were able to invite some of our teachers in uh, to meet with him, our administrative team, some of our other community partners were here as well, some of our repre uh, local representatives. Um, and it was just a time where he wanted to hear what's happening in Hopewell, what's, what are the innovative practices, how are you partnering with other organizations. Um, and it was great just to know that we were on his radar, um, that, that he had such an enjoyable experience here and um, went back to the department to, to talk more about it. So we're anxious to be a part of, of any STEAM initiatives that are happening. Um, in fact, we are we were named a, an informal STEAM ecosystem um, across Pennsylvania, which is through our work with the Beaver County um, Innovation and Learning Consortium. And you mentioned the consortium uh, involves not only Hopewell, but a couple of other neighboring school districts as well. Yes, yeah, so uh, it's Hopewell, Beaver Area, and Rochester School Districts, and the three of us have worked together for the last year. We've been partnering on some professional learning for our teachers. Uh, we worked on a grant together that allowed us to get some more materials and, again, to create some of those innovative learning spaces for our students. Uh, it's actually uh, a group that we're hoping to expand this year to invite some other school districts in Beaver County to join us so that we can continue to learn and grow together. We have about a minute left, and I did not want this program to go by without talking about one of your teachers, Kristen Nan, uh, who, through the Steelers and Chevron, uh, became one of 16 leaders in the classroom, and she was the first of the 16 to be named this year, I guess uh, 16 for 16 weeks of Steeler football, right? Yes. Um, so each week, the Steelers and Chevron uh, surprise a teacher in their classrooms. They present them with the Leader in the Classroom Award, which includes tickets to a Steeler game, uh, a a jersey with their name on it and a thousand dollar check to buy innovative things for their classroom. Um, so we did surprise Mrs. Nan. Uh, she is a wonderful example of the great things that are happening in our district. Uh, very forward thinking and has really embraced some of the positive changes for her students. Well, some great things going on here in Beaver County and in particular the Hopewell Area School District. Dr. Maslick, I want to thank you so much for having me in today. And Mrs. Babbage, thank you so much for letting me into your classroom because it was an eye-opener. Yes, thank you. Come back anytime. We're glad to do so. Dr. Maslick, again, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And that's it for this week. Thanks to our guest and to you for listening. Frontiers in Learning comes to you through a grant from Lincoln Learning Solutions in cooperation with the Community College of Beaver County and the Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of this station's staff and management. You can find podcasts of this and all of our shows online at TalkShoe.com. Search Frontiers in Learning. If you'd like to suggest a topic or have a question or comment, please email your thoughts to frontiers at lppacenter.org. That's frontiers at lppacenter.org. The producer of today's show is Don Cameron. Music by Lincoln Park Senior Joey Finello. I'm Chris Shublin, reminding you to tune in next week for another stimulating edition of Frontiers in Learning. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.